It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, and I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche, and uh, today is Friday, which means it is another installment of the Fandom Friday segment. Here on Locked On Avalanche. Uh, so, if uh, you are unfamiliar, this is uh, the time where you get to come on the show and we get to talk abs. Whatever you want to talk about, uh, your history with the abs, favorite players, favorite moments, it's open to discussion. So, uh, today we have on Sarah Spites, and uh, we will get to that in a moment, but uh, we are not going to cover the Avalanche game. Last night against the Sharks, we will kind of wait um, for the weekend to come and go. The Avs have another game over the weekend, and we'll kind of talk about those games in total um, on Monday. Uh, but in short, very good game. When you're up 4 to nothing going into the third, you kind of feel like you're not going to at least blow that one, um, and they didn't. So uh, we'll kind of dive into that on Monday. But for today, like I said, it's uh, all about the fans. And in particular, like I said, Sarah coming on and uh, we had a a really good chat. So we'll get to that in a second. But what I want to cover first, uh, after we get to the social media stuff, obviously. So follow the show on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Uh, Follow it on Instagram. Just search for Lockdown Avalanche and send emails into Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. And if you want to take part in this. Uh, you can get a hold of me by one of those methods. Uh, if you want to send in an email, which I've had people do that, saying they want to take part part in it, uh, people have sent me messages on Twitter. Um, and yeah, I have uh, the rest of January booked up, and I have all of February booked up. So uh, I, I probably could have booked further, but I kind of had to slow down on it and just say, let me just get two months booked, and we'll be happy with that. So maybe. Uh, if you want to email me, I'm not going to say hold off. We'll book it. just might be a little bit. You might have to wait uh, about a month or so, a little over a month before you come on. If you're fine with that, then shoot me a, shoot me a line and we'll, we'll book it. Um, so before we get to uh, bringing Sarah on the show, uh, the Avalanche re- finally released the image of the uh, stadium series uh, jersey. The leak proved to be true. If you had been following this well over a month ago, uh, there was a leaked image, and then there was another leaked image, and then I think there was even a third leaked image. Um, And it has been incredibly polarizing on if people like this or dislike it. Um, I I think it is a bold uh, design. I think that's obviously what they were going for. Um, In the end... I like it. I think it's, I, I said on Twitter, it's like, it's something that you could wear to like an ugly sweater 
Christmas party. Like, I just feel like it just, it's such a different look for a hockey jersey. I like it so much. It, it's, it's so ugly. It's awesome. <laughs> if that makes any sense to people. So, um, I think it's cool. You know, it's, it's, it's bright. It's colorful. It's, it, it's predominant in the avalanche colors. It got the Rocky mountain outline. It's, I mean, has everything that, uh, a fan could want. And the, uh, um, the athletic has a really good article. If you want to go read that, I know it's a paid thing, but I think they give you a free couple free, uh, articles a month or a week, or I don't know how they do it, but, um, if you can go there and read it, they kind of have a, a pretty good article, a pretty good write up on how Colorado and Adidas came up with the Jersey. And this is exactly what they were going for. They were going for to please, as many people as they could, it's absolutely impossible to please everybody. And if you read uh, any social media, uh, you will see that, that a lot of people are not pleased with this. And a lot of people were thinking because it was taking them so long and so close to the actual game that they were changing the design because they were well aware of the leak and maybe they're paying attention to social media. That does not seem to be the case, clearly, because the, the, the leaked jersey is the jersey that we have. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a really quick read, and it's a really good write-up on what they were going for. They were going for to uh, be true to the Colorado Avalanche in terms of, obviously, color scheme and the Rocky Mountains and even the Air Force because that's where the game is going to be played. So they kind of pay homage to a lot of those things and a really minimalist design. So it's kind of impressive that they hit all those bullet points um, and didn't have to come up with this crazy design, which some people could say, yeah, it is crazy. But I like it. I don't know. I, I think it's. I think when the team is out there and you don't just see one jersey, when you see five of them uh, skating around all at once, I think it's just going to look that much cooler. Now, I they didn't give us anything else other than the jersey. So I'm interested to see... If the gloves are different, if the helmet is something like, what do the socks look like? Um, I want to see all that stuff because I didn't like the the Dallas Stars jersey, but I loved their gloves in the Winter Classic um, on New Year's. If anybody saw it, those gloves were really, really almost like workman's gloves. They looked like really, really good with the with the green jersey. Um, so they saved face by having really cool gloves with a terrible jersey. So um, yeah, overall, I like it. I know it's probably not the popular opinion, but um, <clears throat> it's what we got, and it's only for a game, if you can survive it for a game. Now, the people that are like, I'm not going to watch the game because of those jerseys, get over yourself. You know you're going to watch the game. So um, so I, I, I like it. I'll order one, maybe two, maybe three. Who knows? So tell me what you think. If you like them, if you don't like them, if they're growing on you, I'm hearing a lot of that, that they're growing on me. Uh, whatever it is, just let me know your thoughts on, on the, uh, stadium series Jersey. All right. So, uh, we are going to get to the fandom Friday segment. And like I said, we have, uh, Sarah Spites on the show and we cover a good amount of topics. Obviously we talk about the Colorado avalanche. Uh, she is a season ticket holder and we kind of talk about how she, how long she's had season tickets, where they are in the arena, her favorite player, and when uh, she when I was in contact with her, but when she'd be on the show, she asked me, and we talk about it in the 
the segment, um, she wanted to talk about women's hockey. She's very big into women's hockey, as you will see, um, which I was all for. Absolutely. We can, and that's the beauty of this thing. We can talk about anything that you want. And when someone come, wants to come on and talk about women's hockey, absolutely. And uh, we kind of get into that too. So, uh, so here it is. And once again, if you guys want to be a part of this, um, I just laid out all the ways you can get a hold of me. So find me, message me, and we will set it up. But right now, let's get to the Fandom Friday segment with Avalanche fan, super fan, Sarah Spites. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, and welcome back to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And it's Friday, which means we are diving into another Fandom Friday segment. And today we have Sarah Spites, correct? Correct. Well done. So thank you for coming on, Sarah. And um, I guess we can start just by introducing yourself and any information you want to let people know who you are and all that fun stuff. Awesome. Well, uh, as you said, I am Sarah Spites. Uh, I am a Colorado native. I have been enjoying avalanche hockey since they came here. I was like six or seven uh, when they moved to Colorado. Um, I'm currently a season ticket holder and I am what one might call obsessed (laughs) with the avalanche. (laughs) All right. Were you a fan of any team before they moved to Colorado? Not that I know of, really. Um, I was pretty young when they moved here, but I remember my parents being really excited. Um, My mom grew up with hockey, and so when the Avs came to Colorado, she was just beside herself and super excited, and it rubbed off. It's always interesting to see if people had uh, fan 
um, you know, just were locked on to another team. Wow, mm-hmm. I used locked on, and that's the name of the show. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> well done. Um, uh, of another team before Colorado showed up, and did they immediately go over to the Avalanche? Did it take time? I always think like it, it took time, but those early Stanley Cup victories helped kind of move people over in that direction. Definitely did. Um, I know my mom moved pretty much immediately. Um, she was a Canucks fan to start, but only because they lived in Vancouver for a while and she and her brothers would go to the practice facility when her parents didn't really know what to do with them. (laughs) So it was kind of convenience. All right. So tell me about your season tickets. How long have you had them? Uh, I don't want to give your location away in the arena, but are they good seats? Uh, (laughs) what's your history with those? Yeah, I've had season tickets for about five years now. Um, I started off pretty close um, on the attack side twice, but I've moved behind the bench now. Nice. So, yes, you could say that I have good seats. Okay. Um, <laughs> kind of can't talk about it without giving away the location, but <laughs> um, I love being behind the bench. It is the coolest experience, and I'm high enough up that I can see around the coaches, which helps. Okay. Um, but I can still see all of the interactions between the coaches and the players on the bench and hear what's happening on the ice, which I absolutely love. Are you, would you say you're kind of above the glass or are you kind of looking through the glass? A little bit. I'm just above the glass. Like right on that horizon line. Yep, exactly. Have you been the beneficiary of any, I guess, uh, pucks being thrown (laughs) over the glass to you or sticks being thrown over glass to you or even just you know ones that are just come flying because it seems like you're in (laughs) the prime location of some errant passes that might come into the stands oh yeah at a recent game oh yeah at a recent game the guy right behind me got decked in the thigh uh, by a puck he was fine fortunately but okay um came whizzing right by our heads and hit the guy behind us oh my god Uh, have you, you haven't witnessed any like danger type of uh events have you no thank goodness i know that's the one thing like my my wife just we're we're talking about bringing our our daughter Mm -hmm. next season will be four to like her first game and she wants to be somewhere either way up high or (laughs) like behind the netting and Mm-hmm. I don't I, I can't say I disagree with her because it would just be my luck that I'd have to be diving in front of a <laughs> flying puck because that's just how it would happen on my daughter's no, first game. And, and at four years old, you can't focus on it for yourself. So yeah, probably exactly. not a, a bad idea. Exactly. So you were there during the god awful season of uh-huh. uh, a few years past. Yes. I guess for that season and um even for for now, I mean, do you do you go every single game like clockwork, or do you miss a few here and there because of life? I think the most games I've missed in a season is maybe four. Wow. Um, I I'm not going to miss any this year, thank goodness. Right. Um, I'm there as often as I can. Okay. And is it just your seat, or do you, do you buy two? So it's just me right now. I started with two, but it was during, as you said, the god-awful years. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was very difficult to get people to go to the games with to me. jump on board, right. But fortunately, um, now my seat is only a couple of rows behind my best friend and her mom. So oh, nice. we get to enjoy it together, okay. uh, even though our seats aren't together. And then I'm assuming playoffs work the same way. They're your mm-hmm. seats if you want them. Yep, exactly. Okay. 
All right. Um, so I guess it, talk about you were talking about this season that you're going to be going every single game. I don't blame you. Uh, what's your take so far in this season? It's kind of up and down. Yeah. Um, I'm not overly worried about where we're at right now with the mm-hmm. exception of some bad habits that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have all of the makings of a phenomenal team and, you know, everybody always says it and it's very true. We have all the talent in the world. Uh, we just have to figure out how to put it together. Um, I'm concerned that we keep blowing third period leads. That is a ridiculous trend that I would really (laughs) like to see die. Um, but I think once we do that and once everybody really, I guess, relearns how to play with one another, then we have all of the potential. I don't understand why, (coughs) excuse me, the, they were playing better when they had all the injuries in the world. (laughs) Right. I can't figure that out. And it's like I was uh, reading uh, somebody tweeting yesterday. They were like, let's just go back to the injury plagued team because (laughs) that seemed to be doing much better than that. I don't get it. We were all excited when Mm -hmm. everybody came back and we're like, all right, you know, we we stayed more than stayed afloat Mm -hmm. with those injuries. And now watch out. And it's been the total opposite. And you're right. Like the third period has just been. I want to start a petition that we can just change <laughs> hockey games to 40 minutes because then we would be <laughs> completely fine. I don't but, know. I feel like we would find a way to blow it anyway. Do, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what's what's the feeling in the arena when a, the third period starts? Is everybody I mean everybody knows this is happening. Yeah. Is everybody on edge and like just waiting for the bomb to drop? Like what what's mm-hmm. the what's the census like when you're there live? Oh yeah, it's everybody knows that it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> it's I don't want to say you're ne- we're necessarily on edge, but we're just waiting for it, and you can feel it. Um, yeah. which probably doesn't help, honestly, and that doesn't help the atmosphere for the players or the coaches or anybody who actually has to, you know, be in the game. Mm-hmm. But you do it enough times, and everybody's going to expect it, and you can't change the energy of eighteen thousand people. Overnight. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. It's, it's rough. I mean, even we're recording this on Wednesday, but mm-hmm. the game that they played yesterday um, against Dallas, they played a, a really good game. And in that third period, I mean, it wasn't until five or six minutes left when they gave up that game tying goal. Mm-hmm. So even in that aspect, is it like, Okay, we only have five minutes left. You're still feeling like this now. Now is the worst time to give up a goal in the last five minutes, and you're still feeling that way. You're you're even like they've been they've been playing well. Um, things to be seen to be going their way for the most part, you know. And then again, five six minutes left, and it happens again. Well, I will say that with the Dallas game in particular, um, yes, things were going well at first, but you could feel things deteriorating before that. And I would say mm-hmm. probably maybe like halfway through the second period, you could start mm-hmm. to feel it. You know, the little things like, you know, uh, I have to say this way too often lately, which is frustrating, but Gerard <laughs> missing picking up his man or, you know, mm-hmm. um Cadre not getting a call on him on a very, very blatant Ugh. high stick that made him bleed or yeah. a very blatant hooking that was directly leading to a scoring opportunity. Yeah. So you can feel the tides turning with the play and the luck and 
you are, you know, when you hit that five, six minute mark, you're like, well, how are we going to mess this up now? (laughs) It's going to happen. Right. I I don't like, it's so easy to, to rip on the refs. So I don't like doing that because I just feel like that's the, the easy way out and the cop out. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a good game yesterday. No, They, they missed a lot of high sticks. I don't know if their heads were down looking at the ice, but they were not looking at where sticks were going. And the well, Kadri the one rest- was Oh, yeah, that was obvious. Oh, and oh, he bled. That yeah. should have been a four. Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you. I don't I don't like blaming the refs either, but I feel like, and I don't think this is just us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm most attuned to the Avs, obviously, since I'm there, but mm-hmm. there's been a string of real bad refing and really bad, very, very blatant things that are being missed. Yeah. And, you know, this goes back to like... Um, Oh shoot! I'm gonna forget his name, but the the hit on Donskoy. Oh, like, Lindgren when he hit him. Yes, Lindgren. Oh, which one? You. He got hit twice. Yeah, Donskoy well, did in the, the Ranger game. The nasty one that took him out. Oh, the, okay. Um, yeah, I don't. That know was Lindgren, that. I yeah. think. Um, he that should have been a penalty right there, oh, regardless. Absolutely. Yeah. But that feels like it's the way that it's going. And again, I agree. I don't like blaming the rest, but there's something going on. Yeah, there's something I, in the water. They are missing stuff. <laughs> And we're just not putting player safety first. And that's no. what's more concerning. I don't know if you you saw the the whole uh, thing with Kachuk. Uh, <laughs> and like, Cassian. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I, he did it like three times. It's like, you're just letting this stuff happen. I know. I Although, know. to be fair, if I got a chance to take a shot at Kachuk, I might do it. Oh, my God. Any, any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I guess for, you know, anybody that's kind of stuck out to you, I mean, you're there live. This is great to get kind of firsthand experience and and the difference between what we're seeing on TV and someone that's there live. Anybody that's really like sticking out to you that's had a phenomenal season that maybe you didn't think would be playing as well as they are. Ooh, that's a really good question. Hmm. Well, I'm a little bit biased because um, my favorite player is Ryan Graves. And I think that he has had an incredible season so far. Yeah. Um, and even I, did not expect him to be playing this well. Um, I love him with Makar. I think that that pairing is awesome. Um, as far as the forwards, uh, not as much lately, but especially at the beginning, I was really impressed with Berkey. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's kind of fallen off a little bit, but obviously a lot of people have. Um, on the other side, Kadri has stuck out to me not necessarily in the best way recently. I feel like he's kind of lost his fire, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting. You know, he's got this reputation for being the super fired up player. And I just feel like a lot of the urgency has been lacking. Yeah. Uh, and then Sam Gerard, he is frustrating me to absolutely no end this season, despite his stretch <laughs> of really good assists in games, he's not the player right. that we saw in the playoffs. And he is missing people left and right. And he just does not seem like the player that we signed. I and mean, that's the 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 crazy thing about it is like, yeah, he got that contract, which hasn't even kicked in yet. Doesn't even kick in until <laughs> mm-hmm. next year. And um yeah, it, it's just I, he he's playing okay. And like you say, like he's he's been playing better as of late, mm-hmm. but he was non existent uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of of 2019 and oh he was flat out bad he was not non-existent especially in the arena you know you could see it (laughs) all the time he was missing people left and right he didn't know where his man was he wasn't taking shots he was hesitating 
I'm grateful that he's starting to pick it back up, but yeah, um, I've been very frustrated with him for a while now. Okay. And, and you know, my, my next question was going to be, and you answered it, that <laughs> who's your favorite player, uh-huh. which is Graves. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. I know that's not the answer for many people. That's the answer for nobody. I mean, I think you're the first <laughs> one to really, I, I mean, we have superstar players on our team. Yep. Uh, you know, he's one of the more obscure guys, mm-hmm. not to avalanche fans, but he is maybe to mom and pop hockey fans. Yep. Why him? Why, why is he your guy? Well, number one, it would just be way too predictable to choose like Nathan McKinnon. Um, <laughs> no, but really, um, I think that the game that he plays is really good as a whole, and it's really solid, and I can really appreciate a solid defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way that he tracks the play, and I like the way that he jumps into the play, but not at the expense of defense. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something that we see with a lot of um more offensive defensemen, which I don't think that he qualifies as, but right. a lot of those players will completely sacrifice defense to be in the play. And so I appreciate a player that doesn't do that, but is still able and willing to join in and be part of the production. Okay. Um, so I, I just think that he plays a really good game. He's a great presence out there. Obviously he's a big body, which helps. Um, as far as defense and, you know, I, I kind of like his story. I, I like rooting for, I don't want to say the underdog, but the guy that's, that's on the bubble. Um, and I'm really right, proud right, right. Of, of what he's accomplished. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's almost like he, he just knows his role and he just does his job. Exactly. Basically, yeah. Which you have to appreciate guys like that. So, yep. All right. And, and you, I'm assuming you own a Jersey, uh, Ryan, uh, a great Jersey. <laughs> I sure do. Okay. Multiple colors. Uh, I have a home one and I actually just got the Eagles uh, military jersey. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. All right. So when I got a hold of you, see if you wanted to be on the show, you jumped at the opportunity and asked if we could talk some women's hockey. Yeah. To which I said, absolutely. And um, I guess I'll let you take it. And what's your affiliation with women's hockey? Um, and I got some follow-up questions, obviously, about where women's <laughs> hockey is right now. So yeah, um, so the the high level overview. So I am currently the president of the Denver Women's Hockey League, which is a Denver-based organization uh, that, <clears throat> excuse me, provides opportunities to literally every woman over the age of twenty-one, or excuse me, of eighteen, to play and learn hockey with you know no harassment, no um fear it's a really supportive league and we see lots of women coming in who have never even considered playing who get on the ice and it's watching their faces is just the most amazing thing in the world right so i play as well um i am currently on um a team in the women's association of colorado hockey called the spitfires uh, we're doing really well this season which is awesome um but i also coach for the dwhl which is stands for the Denver Women's Denver Hockey Women, League. That that is the Denver. Okay, all right. Yes, dwhl.org for anybody who wants to check it out. And this, like you said, this is open to anybody that wants to join. Any woman that wants to join, anybody who identifies as female, we're here for you. We want to help you learn to play hockey mm-hmm. and uh, in a really great environment. That's awesome. 
So what do you think of the state of women's hockey as a whole? Like, I want, I want to say professionally, not that they, you know, there's no, to my knowledge, there's no like professional women's hockey, like, like WNHL, like there is the WNBA. There is, there's the, the NWHL. The N, I've heard of that, the NWHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't have an affiliation through the NHL, correct? That is correct. Right. Do you feel like the NHL should kind of get behind one of these professional women's hockey leagues, put their name on it and kind of help promote the way that NBA has with the WNBA? Um, that's also a tough question just because I think that that might be the only way that we can get it out there professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see that, you know, the more awareness that we can have, the better, the more that people can realize that women's hockey is amazing, the better. Yeah. Um, the Canadian hockey league just folded recently, which is horrible. Really? Um, and so I think that having a big organization like the NHL behind it, as much as I don't want women's hockey to have to be reliant on that, I sure. think that that's going to be the first step. And that's something that will help go a long way. Because I feel like every time uh, the Olympics come around, there's always so much, um, there's there's so much like viewership behind the women's tournament. And every time I see that, I'm like, man, like I want like continue this. You know what I mean? And and they don't right. anyway, anywhere around here where I live, like, it's not televised like you would like to see them get some more notoriety than just the olympics mm-hmm. uh because like you said i'm sure the league that you play in um is 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 something that's open to everybody like you like you've mm-hmm. done yeah I, I i would love to see it just open up more and it seems like um i had messaged you about the uh thing that they're doing at the all-star game this year mm-hmm. Which is uh, what a three on three? I believe that they're doing. Is it? Is this a full game? Like full three period three on three that they're doing? I'm not sure. I haven't read enough about it yet to know. Um, I think they just okay. announced that today, actually. Um, but it's. I mean, it's it's a start. It's a three on three game. I don't think it's a full game, right. um, just because it's basically being counted as a quote unquote skills competition piece. Right. Okay. Um, but it's something. Which they did last year. They. they I don't remember the name of the girl who. Um, did the speed mm-hmm. Kendall uh, coin. There you go. And did phenomenal. Yeah. She fantastic. crushed it. She yeah. crushed most, if not all, I, I don't remember if she actually got the winning time, but she, she crushed most of the guys. Is she doing it again this year? Have you heard anything? If she is or not, I think she's on the roster to do it. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. But yeah, I, I, I mean the, the WNBA has, I mean, they've been around for, it's gotta be at least 20 years. Is it not? I don't follow basketball, so I don't no, know. I, I, but, <laughs> me neither. I don't. But um, a I know while now, they, though. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been long enough to know that it's sustainable. And they just came out with something that the, everything is is bumping up. I think. Um, let's see here. I thought I have it right in front of me. Legal league wide salaries are seeing significant bumps, with top players set to earn five hundred thousand, more than triple the previous max. Mm-hmm. Um. Every player gets her own hotel room, which I, I didn't even know that wasn't a thing. Wow. So they're like bunking like it's college on the road. <laughs> um, every player receives full salary and ma- ma- uh, maternity leave. And then they're getting a potential 50-50 on revenue split. So it's awesome. If people were worried about where the M- WNBA is. They've just upped the game. So it's, right. it, it's a product that people want. And I think that's across the board. I think in a WNHL uh like you said i know that the what is the nwhl yeah right um 
would be successful. I think a women's softball league would be insanely successful if it was backed by like major league baseball, Mm -hmm. just to get, just for the fact to get it out there uh, more than what they can do on their own. Well, and even with absolutely no, okay, that might not be fair, but very little marketing and hype around it. um, Two of the NWHL teams played an outdoor game earlier Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of last year and it was sold out. Oh, that's awesome. Which, you know, tells me that nobody cares about women's hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. But they're exactly. starting to to televise to an extent. So a lot of those games are available on twitch.com. Okay. Which I don't think a lot of people know because yeah. again, it's it's not widely publicized unless you follow these female players on Twitter and on social right. media and all of that, which I do. Yeah. So I know that it exists. But exactly. exactly. Most people don't. And most people are going to Twitch for video games and stuff like that. Exactly. So they're not you're right. So all right. Well, I, I'm all for it. So I hope it kind of uh, just keeps growing and growing and growing. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to kind of finish it up, we'll kind of bring it back to the abs quickly. What Mm -hmm. is uh, your prediction for the rest of this season? Do they make the playoffs? If they do, how far do they go? I think we will. I think we're going to turn around this slump. Um, I have the nasty feeling that we'll probably do a squeaker again. Like we have the last couple seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want that to be the case, but that's the gut no. feeling. Right. This is going to go down <laughs> um, to the wire, you think? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. okay. So they are going to make it, and then how far do they go? I know that's tough to... That is a really <laughs> tough one. You have no idea who they're playing. I know. So. <laughs> that certainly makes a difference. Right. Um, I think we're capable of making it all the way, yeah. realistically. I think once we get in there... We do have an overall young team, but the people that we've added have enough experience um, that I really think that if we get in or when we get in to the playoffs, we're going to see something special happen. Uh, you took the words right out of my my mouth. They they are young, but they are experienced. They're, mm-hmm. they're that odd combination of youth and they've been through some stuff. They've been through the worst and you've mm-hmm. seen the worst firsthand. Yes. Um, and they're 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 out of it i mean they're they're a contender they're just going mm-hmm. through some rough time right now so right which i'd rather happen now than right. at the end of the season 100 percent, 100 percent. so we'll we'll see so far everybody uh, you're the second person i've hot on for this segment mm-hmm. um i'm curious to see if anybody predicts that they don't make the playoffs i don't think anybody will because they're all avalanche fans coming on here, so. <laughs> we're not biased at all no there's no bias <laughs> in this show whatsoever so <laughs> But honestly, Sarah, thank you very much for uh, coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Um, And just a a quick self-promotion again as well. Anybody who wants to check out Denver Women's Hockey League, once again, the website is dwhl.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I post a lot about women's hockey and about the Avalanche. Uh, And I am at Avalanche Sarah. And that's Sarah with an H. Okay. All right, maybe we will uh, have you on again down down the line towards the end of the season, maybe. Anytime you want me on, I am here for you. All right, perfect. Thank you very much, and we will be back in one minute. All right, so welcome back. And once again, a very, very big thank you to Sarah for coming on and talking about her history with the Avs, season tickets, women's hockey, a lot of good information in there. And typically I'm supposed to keep these shows between 20 and 30 minutes. It's okay if we go over like we are right now. Uh, but when 
you get in the flow of talking about the abs, it's kind of tough to stop. So uh, it's a good thing. So yeah, if you guys want to do that, get a hold of me, like I said, through email, through, uh, you know, instant messenger me on Twitter or uh, uh, Facebook, if you find me on Facebook or Instagram, um, and we'll set it up. I got one already lined up, like I said, for next week and for uh, multiple weeks after that. But doesn't mean we can't uh, write you in the book. And like I said, you might have to wait a few weeks. But if you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. Because uh, people seem to be liking to do this. So uh, That's going to be it for today, guys. But uh, we will, like I said, address the, the avalanche. Um, the game that was last night, if you're listening to this on Friday, against San Jose. Shut him out 4 to nothing. Philip Grubauer with the shutout, which was much needed. We will definitely dive into that on Monday, and we'll see what the Avs can do against the St. Louis Blues over the weekend. Uh, very big game. Maybe, you know, they're behind them, so obviously gaining two points is, is big, but just playing against a team of that caliber to hopefully play the way they did last time against them. Um, if there's any news that comes out over the weekend, obviously we'll cover that on the Monday show. So until then... Good avalanche win last night. Let's hope they do the same over the weekend. And one more time, big thank you to Sarah for coming on. And we will see you guys on Monday. And here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!